Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Three, two, one. Happy Labor Day, Murder Chronicles Nation. I hope that uh, you're really taking advantage of this day that was gifted to us by the workers who make this country what it is, okay? And uh, yes, and I know it's a little bit oxymoronic to celebrate working by taking a day off, but you know, I think quote, that makes total sense. I, I, I do too, you know, and again, it's another another little bit of stoic wisdom that, you know, you have to allow your mind and body to rest. If you don't, you are robbing yourself of future productivity by getting burnt out. Okay, mm-hmm. so to ensure your greatest output and your greatest whatever, you know, creativity or physical output, that uh, rest is an integral component of that. So. So did you take today off? No. <laughs> I I did not take today off. But you know, uh, you have like a bullshit meter that's about a mile, <laughs> about a mile long, baby. <laughs> yeah, I would I, I wanted to. Um, but you know, there's just you know, I gotta catch up on stuff. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. Hey, I get it, I get yeah, it. I know, I, I know. Things. Like these days when when no one else is working and there aren't any meetings or calls or you know how much I can get done on days like that? I do. Yeah, I know. I know. So that's the secret. Work on holidays and then fuck off on regular work days, I guess, mm-hmm. is the moral of the story. Um, how was your long weekend? What'd you do? You know what? It was great. I, man, I just love me some Denzel Washington. And I, oh, always- I didn't get to, don't, t- I'm going to see that probably tonight. <laughs> oh my I God. love that fucking guy. <laughs> and it's so funny because there's this one part, and, and I'm not going to ruin anything because obviously he's a badass and he kicks everybody's ass and it's yes. so rewarding. And, and he did this thing where he like killed this guy and he was looking in his eye like that the whole yeah. way. And I started laughing because I just, love how Denzel Washington, his whole approach, just yeah. everything about him. I, I absolutely He's great. And I love kids and, and seeing like his kid, like I didn't even realize like ballers. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Um, oh my gosh. It was so, it was Dwayne Johnson and he yeah. plays like, a sports guy. Yeah. And so the son plays Denzel's son plays this really charismatic football player. And anyway, it's just great. I love Denzel. I love the movie. And I was laughing at this one part where the guy, he like totally gives this guy these eyeballs and looks at him the whole time. He's like killing him. And it's just, I started laughing because I just love his everything about him, you know, just yep. everything. So it was really enjoyable. So I highly recommend it. It was just, it, it started, we had a great weekend and uh, I just love Denzel. I, I, have, just, I have some funny Denzel stories. You want one? I love so, one. So I'm like 19 years old. I'm living in the Valley in North Hollywood and where my neighborhood was like right where like kind of three communities combined, like there's Burbank to the South, North Hollywood to like the West and then Toluca Lake to the East. Burbank's nice. My neighborhood in North Hollywood was really dog shit. And then Toluca Lake is like the Beverly Hills of the Valley. Like it's really, really nice. All within like a block and a half of each other. Okay. okay. So it's Halloween night. Me and my roommate, we're, we were, we were drinkers. Okay. Yeah. And so we decide we want to go get free candy. Right. So we get like, you know, a a nice, a nice buzz going. And then we, we dress up as like baseball players and we just go out and we're uh, 
because we all have, we have we have Yankee jerseys. So it's a yeah. I, you're dressed up for Halloween right now. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a jersey and like a baseball hat, and we're like, oh, hey, we, knock knock. And I so, got it. And so we're not causing any trouble or anything, but we have full beers and empty beers in our candy bags, right? Like hiding them so we could. So like, psycho. I know, so we could like psycho. jump in the alley and like pound a beer real quick. Got it. So we're you know, and Denzel was already. This was like you know the early '90s. Denzel was already huge. Right. And he, and he had a big movie back then called Ricochet that was coming out. Um, it might have already been out. And uh, but anyway, so we're knocking on doors, trick or treat. Great, great. Getting kind of weird glances from grownups. Knock on one door and Denzel Washington opens the door. Okay, you okay. didn't say that you went to the good neighborhood. Okay, that's all you go. That's where, okay, the only okay. place you go. Well, you know what? I mean, it's kind of a stretch to be trick-or-treating at 18. And it was awful. It and he called us out on it. Oh, good. That's why he I looked love at us. He, he keeps it real. He looked at us and he goes, what are you fucking guys doing? <laughs> and we instantly felt like pieces of shit. As we're, you we're like, oh, man. I'm so, and he looks and he was giving us candy. He looks in our bag. He goes, are those empty fucking beer bottles in your candy bag? We're like. Yeah, he goes, give me those goddamn things. And he took our empties for us and threw them out. And we promised him that we were going to go right home with our tail between our legs. And we did. And that was Denzel. Funny and smiling. And I think he's one of our greatest movie stars. Him and Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, I talk about it now, the trick-or-treating story as as funny. But for years, I was really embarrassed by it. You know? Yeah, I can see why. (laughs) In the moment, I thought it was super cool. I was getting free candy. Um, but then I was like, oh man, that's kind of shitty. God, like, what would I do if a 19 year old showed up at my house trick or treating? You know, that's how I think now I would, I would be like, I think that like, you know, when we take our kids trick or treating, our older kids come with, and they, it's now like a celebration. Like my, my daughter, um, she dressed up with her boyfriend and, Mm -hmm. and my other daughter too. And they're over 18, you know, Sophie's just turned 23 and Amelia's, um, 19 anyway and and but they're really these elaborate costumes and they yeah. were like her her and her boyfriend were sally and um uh what's that why am i spacing on jack skellington and oh cool they were just so like people just were more interested in them than the younger kids because they look, look so so good so i think that halloween right. can be that fun thing but not for like posers like you and you're like <laughs> it wasn't Ben X move. That's such a, like, we're, she wasn't we're wearing a, a dirty Dave Winfield jersey and a baseball hat. And like, oh, I'm a New York Yankee. Are, no, you're not. You? You're an asshole. You yeah. little boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. I hear you being like, this is my acting debut. I'm going to pull this off. I'm totally going to no. pull this off. Well, I'm going to go see the Equalizer 3 probably tonight. So I can't wait. Okay. Well, you will. Well, you will love it, and you're going to know exactly the the scene that I'm talking Great. about. Great, and um, it's not disappoint. And I just, I just, I love it. So. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, sad, sad story about Ingrid. All right, so Renton, Seattle, Greater Seattle area. Okay, let me uh, just say that this is the city that I live in. So oh, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. I know. I know. All right. Yeah, so well, you don't have to be psycho about it. All yeah, right. So all right. she's 40. She was 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three kids. Yeah. Dating. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what um the first thing that really struck me was just the sadness of her mother trying, you know, texting with this guy, like figure finding out, putting the number into Facebook, getting a name. Like that was interesting. I hadn't heard that before. Like, mm-hmm. is that 
I'm not a big social media guy. So can you do that on Facebook? Do you have, you put you your know, phone I number in Facebook? I mean, as somebody who tries to track people down when I'm look, doing my stories or trying to, you know, get, there's different places that you, I didn't know that you could put a person's phone number in the search engine and it come up. So I was surprised by that too. But um, I mean, apparently you can't, especially if someone has their number. In Facebook, in, right. In as Facebook. part of their profile, so, I would imagine. So that, so that makes searchable. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So that was interesting. And then, um, and I didn't know where you were going. Cause a lot of times, you know, you kind of law and order us a little bit where you give us a red herring in the first act. Right. And it winds up not being the person. Um, and, uh, and so I, at first I was just describing a little bit of, of kind of discretion to this guy or like, I don't know what's happening. I don't want to say anything that might incriminate me wrongfully. So I'm just going to respectfully kind of step back. Okay. Um, and a little bit of your narrative seemed to support that. Um, and then we just go in this other fucking really strange direction. So here, here's my problem. So they go to a Mariners game. Yeah. What year was this? 2016, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the Mariners were okay. Whatever. Okay. So you go to a baseball you game. You know, the Mariners have never won, a, have never gone to a World Series. Yeah. They're yeah, the only major league baseball team that has not gone. made it to the World Series. Not right. even, not even winning one. They haven't gone, and you know, and they have the single season win record too. You know, they won the most games in a single season, and then lost in the first round of the playoffs. So yikes! But regardless, um, but we got some love here for the Mariners. I mean, yeah, I the, bet you do. Yeah, so. yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. So John Charlton was this guy, okay. Yeah. Um, and you really kind of buried the lead when you're introducing us to John Charlton, and we have to hear it in an interview. When they ask him where he lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. You don't always know if someone is homeless. You can't. There's so you, many people. You do. You don't. You do. You don't. I think that you, I think you'd be surprised at how many people are able to appear as if they are not homeless when they truly are. Like, cause he said, like, drop me off on a corner in Seattle, like in the city. We don't even know if that's what he, what happened. I mean, the fact that he would just say that, like, and he had this ex-girlfriend that he could go and like, I think he was a couch surfer. And I think that that just shows when he was in his, in that interview, he's like, I'm homeless, you know, like, you know, All right, he's so not he might've been like playing it up a little bit. Cause when he, cause hearing him talk, it's like, this is a homeless guy who lives like in a tent city and is like wandering the streets. Like that's, that's what I pictured. Okay. No, that's not what he looked like. That's not what he, that's <clears throat> not what he, in, um, in the so video. So you don't think that she knew? You don't think that don't Edward think knew that, that he was homeless? Knew. I don't think she knew, but I don't know. You're right. I mean, or if she did know, he had a story for her. He had a story as to why he was down on his luck or whatever. Like she, there, there's no reason. I mean, she would not have brought someone that had a massive criminal record like he did and with the with the issues that he had into her home into her life there's no way i just i don't know her but i right. just there's nothing that would indicate in her life that she would do that you know and i think he probably had a really great story i mean she's a successful nurse right. you know she owns her own home with her has her three children just at a i mean this was the very beginning of their relationship and i'm sure he was just like yeah, I'm between jobs right now. It's really tough. You know, people have a story. See, that's what I was thinking about it. Because being a nurse, like her job is is observing the condition of someone's person. 
Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like she has an eye for that. Like, you don't think she might've noticed. I think she would have noticed. And I think that he knew how to present himself as we talk about with all these people, like they know what to do and they know what to say. I mean, we just got talking about Ted Bundy who was like, just had this. Yeah. You know, I think it's absolutely possible. And I believe that she probably didn't know and that he'd conned her. So that leads me to the next question then. Okay. So yeah. was that his, was that his thing? You know, has he done this before? Do you, you know, with this criminal record, has he murdered people before? Are there unsolved cases with the same MO? Is he like the homeless serial killer, right? Where he doesn't have a fixed address. So you don't know where to look for evidence or anything. And he just finds women on dating sites and kills them. I think that they looked into him, but I think that they didn't find enough to be able to charge him for anything. And he didn't say anything. So I think that, you know, that kind of, unless his DNA would be found at one of these unsolved cases, right? That, you know, <clears throat> until they have proof, but is he capable of it? Absolutely. I think. Right. You know, Doesn't absolutely. it seem to you like it's someone who'd done it before? You know, I feel like I totally the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. Like when the, when the um, girlfriend said, you know, he's a mean drunk Mm. and he probably presented one way when he was like meeting her and they're hanging out. And then he became something. I mean, he was an alcoholic and I'm not saying alcoholics are people that kill people. I'm just saying like, I mean, I don't believe in that defense. Like I really believe that he knew what he was doing. Um, but I do know that I've seen people who, you know, when they get drunk, they do act different. And yeah. it's like, you know, we know that that happens. So um, I don't know what your question, question, what was your original question? Well, then I'm thinking, I'm thinking like the, the main question was, and you, and you've answered it very well, was, was how did she not know that she was dating a homeless dude? Okay. And you're thinking that yeah. your, your thing is that he, he was able to, to hide it or he had a story for it or, you know, or whatever down on his I, I think he was. Jobs. I think he, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that he came, I mean, judging by the, the police report that his parents, and um, when they tried to get a restraining order and I, I feel like he probably came and this is me just totally, I don't know this for a fact, but probably came from like a middle-class background. He knew how to talk. He knew not like if you don't come from a middle-class background, you don't know how to talk, but I'm just saying like, I feel like he would know how to, um, say things in a way that would make her feel comfortable. And I think that it was part of his, his like routine, you know, because right. still hanging out with the ex-girlfriend who, even though he's a mean drunk, you know, she's still letting him stay over. Right. And so, because he needs um, to keep that relationship going just to, to get inside sometimes probably. For whatever reason, he's yeah. still able to, finesse it enough to where she invites him back into her home, even though they're no longer dating, you know? So I feel like, and you know, the thing is, is that he never really, he, he didn't say why or what his reasons were or whatever. And so, um, you know, I know that just, uh, I had someone, I was jogging about a year ago in my neighborhood and, you know, this woman, this mom was jogging by me and she's like, Hey, I know you do a true crime podcast. I'm like, yeah. And, and she was friends with her. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, wow, really? Yeah. And she was like, she was an amazing mom. She was so like um, active in her kids' lives. And I just feel like based on that interaction with that woman, um, I felt like I knew her, you know, based on what she said. And I just feel like, you know, he probably had 
some really great lines and, you know, she felt comfortable, mm. you know. So, uh, strangles her, cuts her up with a pruning saw. Okay. Excuse me. And then, uh, just scatters her body parts in different fucking trash bins with mm -hmm. her own trash bag. So they think it happened in her house, in her bathtub, according to the evidence that they collected. Um, and so what got him to, to confess? Cause it wasn't a death penalty beat, right? He couldn't do that. No. Right. I think that they, he knew they had him dead to rights or whatever yeah. that saying is. And yeah. he didn't, <clears throat> he didn't want, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but like, you know, he's not one of these people who like want to hear all the gory details and right, like no right. shame whatsoever and are like, bring it on. Yeah. Like I'm sure he was like, you know what? They, I'm going regardless. There's no way I'm not getting convicted of this. You know, let's just get to it. Yeah. Let's, let's, you know, I don't want to go through this myself. I mean, I'm sure he had no care for the family whatsoever. I'm sure that didn't play a part in it at all. <clears throat> what was that? God, it's been so many places i think i've seen it but when i i kind of had an idea that he was going to be the bad guy when he fell asleep uh after questioning because what did someone say that you put like three guys in a room and the guilty person will fall asleep because they figured all right i'm caught i can relax now you know mm -hmm. nothing to be worried about anymore and so he yeah. fell asleep <clears throat> that's what I went, oh shit okay he actually probably did this well, and I mean, he didn't even put the effort into acting like he was concerned about her. I feel right. like he just was such a, like, such a, and I mean, I don't want to say asshole, but I can't like. Oh, you can. <laughs> I just, I feel like it's not even enough to describe right, sure, feelings sure. for him, right? Sure, yeah. Um, I just feel like he's like, adult things. I don't know. I know, like, you, like, like dude, he was so, you can't say sex. Right. You can't say, you know, oh, you have to say oh, adult things. What, like cutting her up with a pruning saw? Is that, you know, adult I mean, I stuff? Just, I, I just feel like he was this entitled guy. I mean, that's what made me feel like he probably had his parents like, you know, he was the type of person where it's like he just keeps messing up and his parents try to, you know, bail him out and bail him out and bail him yeah. out. And then, you know, like he just had that kind of attitude of like, you know, and then, you know, he gets all drunk and just goes crazy like and yeah, then so what's and behind wait, that right so what's up with hippie washington state how come we only got 28 years you guys don't have life without parole what's going on i think that he just that he just made that deal you know he got that deal <laughs> look at you brandon's face his nose is all like bent out of shape yeah how old is this guy he was 37 when it happened in 2016 so we'll probably get out when he's like what like in his 60s 37. I mean, there's no way so he was getting out of 44 it. 44 no right way. now. 54, 60. If he serves all the time, he'll be in his early 70s. I mean, I don't get the pruning, you you know, the pruning saw. Like, it's why would what she had in the garage. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just don't. So the, it's like a disorganized murder and an organized murder in that but then he puts it in the recycle. Like anybody that has recycle and regular garbage is going to be like, hey, what's, what's going on? It doesn't belong there. Right. Exactly. I, I would. When people are walking around my house and all yeah. of a sudden I go in there and they put I'll, their dog poop in there. I'm like, I'll what get in trouble doing? with the city, not you. Right. Exactly. I know. I, mean, I, know. I just think that's rude. You know, it's like, it's, what are you putting? And you're going to put it in the recycle. It doesn't belong. Yeah, it people. doesn't. I know. I know. And so then we get to, um, oh, I like this part. So the, the the letter that the family wrote about her 
was really nice. And, and they quote, I mean, I'm reading it and I'm like, this is, I mean, there's a, a, a either a historian or a, a, a student of like the English poets in there. Cause I mean, she mentions the light going out of my life, right? That's Teddy Roosevelt wrote that on the oh, day on wow. February 14th on the, his mother and his wife died on the same yes. day. Yes. And he said, the light yes. has gone out of my the life. Child, she died in childbirth. Right. Yes. And, right. And so that it's was interesting. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. And then, and then something about uh, Hope That's, Springs. I did not pick that up. I did not pick yeah. that up. I'm a huge Teddy Roosevelt fan. I right. read so many books on him. So yeah. And then they wrote something about 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 Hope Springs and Hope, but Hope still springs. Yeah, eternal. Yeah, I mean, they right. say eternal, that's yes. that's Alexander Pope, one of the great English poets, right? Um, which so I love, and yeah. yeah, and he's got other stuff. I mean, he wrote. To err is human, to forgive divine. That was Alexander Pope. Uh, mm -hmm. Damning with faint praise was an Alexander Pope idiom. Um, like really good stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, but my favorite use of, uh, of uh, Hope Springs Eternal was that's what Stephen King used as the subtitle for Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. The subtitle was Hope Springs Eternal, which is fucking mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, I, I, that kind of stuff, I just, you know, I, they have me with the kitties. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, you know those details of like you don't realize how much, you know, they are trying to help the family through the most, the worst possible thing that could happen. And those little, I can only imagine that those little kindnesses in those moments just are everything, you know. Yeah. So, um, so I guess the answer. I mean, I I always assume. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just listening to too many of these detectives. But you know, you don't become a serial killer when you're 37, right? Like you already are, probably. So I'm just wondering if anyone's even looking into unsolved stuff. I'm sure they are. I'm sure you know. Just me sitting down in here in LA, going, "Are you fucking checking other things?" Because they just they're connecting this Gilgo Beach monster, alleged monster, to a woman in South Carolina right now. Did you read that today? I didn't read it, but remember Mac, I mean, she yep. was like, I'm going to South Carolina and I would be, you know, yes, yep. yes. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that they did. I just think that he's the type of person that's not going to talk. Right. Not talk. I mean, there's also the version of it where, yeah, he's this blistering shithead drunk. Right. And this is the first time that it went way too far. Yeah. And he, and he goes, he goes, uh oh. And his, and his dipshit brain's like, okay, I better cut her up and and spread this out and maybe i won't get caught you know just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision so there's that it doesn't mean that you know there's also you know it doesn't have to be this calculated this is his mo kind of thing you know it could like be the first time he did it feel like it is because i loved how the detective was like yeah you know he does this and he whoa and he you know is the first thing you're gonna do is okay let me go see if she's got a wood saw like are you is that really where your mind's gonna go or would you run would you like he could have done, uh, you know, he could have called the police. He could have run. And yet he chose to do this. And yet he tried to hide behind like, oh, I was blackout drunk. Well, I'm sorry, but I that does not work. Because when you dismember someone, you're not doing that in a fugue state. Exactly. You know, you know what's going on. You yeah. know what's going on. hundred <laughs> percent know you did something wrong and you're trying to cover it up. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. 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 All right. Well, um, 
I uh, I feel bad for this woman and for her kids. And yeah. uh, did the like did the estranged father come back and take the kids? Like, do you any idea what happened? Um, to the family? I, I'm sure that he probably did. There was yeah. almost three hundred thousand dollars raised in a GoFundMe, you know, thing, which you know doesn't. I mean, does not equate anything with they lost their mother and like, right, I, right, 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 right. You know, but but the community really, you know, rallied, and I think it it you know, nobody could believe that this happened. It didn't have to happen. Why did this happen? And, and I could see her, you know, just because someone's homeless doesn't mean that they're instantly taboo or you can't, you know, have empathy and sympathy. And, you know, maybe he told, you know, she didn't know when they first started talking and then he's like, yeah, I, I didn't want to tell you this because I, you know, I feel so much, however, about being homeless. And it's like, you know, they developed a friendship and we just don't know how it's all rolled out, what his pitch was, what their relationship was. And yeah. then I think that, you know, you don't just, when you get to know a person, you know, you don't, if you're, unless you're just like, I need to be with a millionaire, I need to be, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like she didn't do anything wrong. And this no, is- No, 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 no. I don't think she, I'm not saying she did anything wrong. I'm just saying like, again, just being completely honest. Okay. He must have had her fooled because I don't think that a woman, a mother of three with three kids at home, okay, would knowingly agree to dating a homeless person. Uh, call me a dick if you want. I don't know. You could be the nicest, most well rounded guy in the world, but still, that's going to be a red flag for a woman, a mama bear, you know? But what if he had a really compelling story? Still, regardless, go take care of your shit, you know? Go take care of stuff. And also, and I'll help you out and I'll be a friend to you right now. But with regard to allowing you emotionally to enter my life and maybe the life of my kids, it's not, it's not happening right now. Yeah. And I think that that is one scenario that that right. could have happened that we just don't know. Yeah. We don't know. But I think that it is possible for people to completely snow you mm-hmm. and you think you're dealing with one person and you're just looking at them and you're how they speak and and how they carry themselves and you're dealing with a monster and you yeah. don't know. And I think that that's what this is big time. So. Hmm. Uh, See, and uh, it's funny, Alexander Pope, right? He was this great uh, religious apologist. Okay. And he, his enemies were uh, the big voices of the enlightenment, like Voltaire and those people, the first guys to really kind of reject a literal translation of the Bible. Okay. And so here's Pope with his optimism philosophy, right. And uh, that man can't simply can't understand the mind of God. And so it boils down to, you know, whatever is, is best. Right. Which I think is bullshit. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to kind of be willing to, to stand up against our current situation and and, and not accept it, you know, you would think yeah that. of course yeah, and say let me course. try and build something that that is more in line with with the life that i want to build and not just oh well can't know the mind of god i guess is how it's supposed to be no i think that's a bunch of bullshit so um but again alexander pope is fantastic and 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 i love a lot of his work uh um but i think uh I like Voltaire a little bit better, but anyway, <laughs> can't blame me. Yeah. I mean, you're talking like I was an English lit major, so yeah. I was like, okay, Carlisle. All right. Great. Great. <laughs> William Blake. Love them all. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. but these guys, you know, mid, mid 18th century. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get it. 
I get it. They were kind of a little bit uh, <clears throat> behind where the sentiment, literary, literary sentiment, was kind of moving. But uh, but it's okay because you know then we get we get Keats and Byron and Shelley and all these you know titans of of English lit. But um, anyway, uh, well done. Thank you very much again for this episode. Uh, hope all of you enjoyed it. Uh, anything you want to uh, tease for next week? Got a couple things in the hopper and okay. I love to keep you guessing. Okay, great. Well, I want uh, all of our uh, wonderful listeners to know that we have uh, a new network home. We are on a wonderful podcast network called Cloud 10. Please go yeah. to their website and uh, and look at all of the uh, their other wonderful shows that they have because they have a really great selection of uh, of shows for your listening enjoyment spanning true crime and self-help and sports and comedy um so we're very lucky to uh to have landed where we are and uh there's going to be some big news regarding murder chronicles coming up in the next month or so so stay tuned uh but you can expect um no interruption of our of our content like we'll still be churning out the episodes for you so we appreciate you spending your time with us this week and we look forward to checking in with you again next week please if you will uh support the great companies that support our show and if you have a second go over to apple podcasts and uh, give us a review uh share with your friends it helps out a lot carolyn anything to add nope i already just you just teed that up nicely. We so appreciate you all listening. I'm Carolyn Osorio with the wonderful Brandon Morgan. And we'll oh, see you next week. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there. Thanks, everybody. The Murder Chronicles is a pie-in-the-sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself. Music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.